Good morning, everybody. We're in John chapter 8. We stopped with verse 41, and I would like to pick up there in verse 40, where Jesus said, You seek to kill me, a man that has told you the truth. And I remember in our last time together, I thought, isn't that interesting that so many people hate him and he never did anything to harm anybody. He just broke the truth. And he said, you seek to kill me. Um, I told you the truth, which I heard from God. This did not Abraham. Abraham, you say, is your father? He didn't hear it directly from God. I heard it directly from God. And you do the deeds of your father. Now, this is a stern rebuke that Jesus gives these people. And I think he gives the same rebuke to you and me. Then they said, we have not been born of fornication. We have one father, even God. We're not illegitimate children. God is our father. And then Jesus said, he answered back. He said, well, if God was your father, you'd love me. Because you see, I am God's son. I am co-equal with the Father. And if you love God, you'd love me. I think it's amazing. There are a lot of people that believe in God and they say, oh, I don't know about Jesus. And I guess I was the same way. I never gave it much thought that God the Father and God the Son and God the Spirit were one. But he said, I proceed forth and come from God. I didn't come of myself. He sent me. God sent Jesus to this earth. Why don't you understand my speech, he's saying. Because you can't hear my word. You can hear. You're of your father, the devil. And the lust of your father you will do. He was a murderer from the beginning, abode not in the truth, because there is no truth in him. When he speaks a lie, he speaks of his own, for he is a liar and the father of it. Now, who is he talking about? He's talking about Satan, the devil. And he really doesn't mince words. He said, you see, you say you love God, well, then you would love me. But God's not your father. You're children of the devil, he says. And in verse 45, he said, because I tell you the truth, you believe me not. Isn't it funny? You speak the truth and people don't like it. And I find that to be true even today. I've been conscious lately of the fact that people that say they believe the Bible don't really do it. I've shown some verses to some people that are, are believers and they, because they can't understand it, they have a hard time accepting it. One thing that I think people struggle with is 1 John 1, 9. If you agree with God that you're wrong, he will forgive you and cleanse you. And the sin's gone. It's gone away. And sometimes people have a hard time believing that. He said, which of you convinced me of sin? Have you ever tried to talk to me about sin? I say the truth. Why don't you believe me? Isn't this amazing, this conversation he's having? 
and he could have it with us. He that is of God hears God's words. You therefore hear them not because you are not of God. And you know, you have no ability to understand the word of God without the Holy Spirit. And I'm just amazed at that because he has two roles to play in our life. That is the Holy Spirit. Number one, he teaches us truth. And number two, he convicts us of sin. And without him in our life, we don't understand the Bible. I think it's wild that you can't understand it. Many, many years ago, I had a young man in my house and he said, Miss Peoples, can you tell me how to become a Christian? And I said, yes. And I told him, I shared the gospel. And he said, how would I know if I become one? And I said, you'll understand the Bible. And he said, then I want to become one. And so we prayed together. And then it was so funny. He said, would you go get your Bible and let me read some verses and see if I understand it? And I said, sure. And I got my Bible and he read a verse and then he said, I think this is what it said. And he was right. And I said, you got it. And he read another one. And he told me what he thought it said and he was right. He read three verses and he got them all right. He closed the Bible and looked at me and he said, now I'm a Christian. I know I can understand the scriptures. So exciting. Well, let's see what the Jews said when he told them that. They said unto him, say we not well that you are a Samaritan and have a devil? Jesus said, I have not a devil, but I honor my father and you dishonor me. I seek not mine own glory. There is one that seeketh and judgeth. And then he says, verily, verily. Remember what that means. Listen up, everybody. This is extremely important. I say unto you, if a man keep my saying, he shall never see death. Now remember what death is. Death, there are two, two deaths. <laughs> Either one or two deaths. Death means separation from. If you've never been born again, you have to go through two deaths. You die physically. Your soul and your spirit is separated from your body. And then you're separated from God if you have not been born again. But if you've got two births, you only have one death. And that's when the body, you, you're separated from your body. Then you're with the Lord forever and ever. And the word if, you see, it's really conditional. It's conditional as to where you spend eternity. If you keep my saying, you won't ever have to be separated from me. And look what the Jews said. Now we know that you are a devil. Abraham is dead and the prophets. And you say if a man keep your saying, he will never taste death. Are you greater than Abraham, which is dead? And the prophets are dead? What make you thyself? 
Who do you think you are, in other words? And look at Jesus' answer. If I honor myself, my honor is nothing. It is my Father that has honoreth me, of whom you say that he is your God. I don't honor myself. God honors me. And you say, that's your God. Yet you have not known him, but I know him. And if I should say I know him not, I would be a liar like unto you. But I know him and keep his saying. Your father Abraham rejoiced to see my day. And he saw it and was glad. And then the Jews, they just aren't going to accept what he has to say. Then said the Jews, you are not even 50 years old. You know how old Jesus was when he died? 33. And I always look back and remember that I was 33 when I came to life. I was 33 years old the day I invited Jesus Christ to come into my life. And I became alive spiritually. And what a difference it makes. And I just want to insert here that I am not religious. Religion is, is, as I think Karl Marx said, the opiate of the people. And that's really true. Because there are so many religious people in the world that think by keeping the law and doing what's right, then they become a child of God. That's the farthest from the truth. You can't earn it, you can't work for it. You simply receive it. And Jesus was 30, probably two years old. And they said, you're not even 50 years old. And have you seen Abraham? Jesus said unto them, verily, verily, I say unto you, before Abraham was, I am. Isn't that amazing? Before Abraham was, I am. What is I am? I can't remember. It's the pluperfect something of the verb to be. And it means it has no beginning and it has no ending. I am. Not I was, not I will be, but I am. So guess what they did to him? They took up stones and threw them at him. How about that? They threw stones at the one who became man and hung on a cross and was brutally beaten so that they could have life. And as he hung on that cross, one of the last words he said was, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. Isn't that incredible? to think that he was dying for them. They threw stones at him, but he hid himself and he went out of the temple. He went through the midst of them and passed by. He left. I love it when I see that, that there was murmuring and complaining and people were arguing and Jesus just left. He just went away. And I've decided to follow Jesus. 
before I will ever get in an argument with anybody about what I believe, I will excuse myself. I refuse to do that. I'll meet with anybody, anytime, for any length of time, and help them to understand what I believe to be truth. But when the argument starts, I'm finished. It's over. And we have just a few minutes left. So let's just look at the first part of, of uh, chapter 9 in the book of John. As he was going out of the temple, he saw a man that was blind from his birth. And his disciples said, Master, who did sin, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? That's a good question. Because sometimes people think when bad things happen to them, it's because they've sinned. When bad things happen to us, God will turn those bad things into good if we love him and allow him to change us and conform us to the image of his son. Jesus said, neither this man sins nor his parents, but that the works of God should be made manifest in him. You see, this man was born blind so that God could show people his, his works and his power. I must work the works of him that sent me while it is day. The night will come when no man can work. As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. Now what does light do? It eliminates darkness. And when you walk in darkness, you don't know what's around you. You don't even know where you're going. But suddenly the light comes on and you see. I've told people many times I have three steps from my entry hall down into my family room. And if this house was dark and you came in my front door and you couldn't see where you were going, you would fall down those steps and I, I knew would be injured because I have a bomanite floor, which is like concrete. And you would land on it and you would be hurt. And if you turned on a light, you would see the steps and you would walk down them. Now the light didn't put the steps there. It simply revealed them to you. And that's what Jesus does when he comes in. He's the light of the world. He enlightens our heart. He enables us to see. And no longer do we have to walk in darkness. So I'm going to conclude here because we pick up next time and see his interaction with this man that was born blind so God could prove himself to the people at that time. God bless you and thank you for listening.